I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. The day I'm recording this episode is my mom's birthday, September 20th, and she would have been 74 today, but we lost her to, you know what, I caught myself saying lost her earlier today, and I don't, I think I want to reframe that. I mean, we lost her in her human form, yes, but it just, I don't like thinking of it that way because I don't feel like I completely lost her and it just doesn't feel good to say that anymore. I think I want to reframe that and I'm just going to say that she moved on. She moved on (laughs) and uh, 10 years ago, it'll be 10 years ago Thanksgiving. So anyway... I I think that's actually a great place to start. Words have so much power. If you ever catch yourself saying something that doesn't really feel good, or you catch yourself saying it over and over, and you realize it's actually not helping you, feel free to reframe it. It's there's a lot of power in reframing something, dropping a word from your vocabulary. I just helped someone do this last week in a private session where I noticed she'd been saying a certain word frequently and she had no idea she was saying it. And we both saw that it was not really supporting her. It was actually going against a way of being and thinking that she wanted to have. So little side note there. But so today would have been mom's birthday, is mom's birthday. And I had a a great day. I actually planned and chose for today to be a day that I presented for a group uh, through their online webinar series. And the audience was specifically financial advisors who are interested in the exit planning process for business owners. And the title was um, Find Their Way After Exit Day, Help Clients Design Their Post-Sale Lives. Because one of the groups of people that I've been working with has been entrepreneurs at the end of their business journey and handling that transition into what's next for them. Because what I just actually heard on a call that I had after I gave the webinar this morning is apparently there's some stats out. I I don't have actual sources, but I have heard varying things that all point to this. 
um, or different resources that all point to a similar type of a number. Apparently, around two thirds of business owners, when they exit their business, end up unhappy. And here they are, they have time and they have money, typically, not all, but often many do, and then they're unhappy because they're not being fulfilled. And I have some other theories around that as well. And anyway, the topic for today was around finding how advisors can help their clients, which are the business owners, to plan ahead and make sure that their exit plan includes an emotional plan. And when I was given the options for the dates for the webinars, one of the dates was today. And I thought this would just be, my gut just told me to to choose it. Well, it ended up that I also talked about my mom in a different way inside of this presentation. And I shared how much her business, my parents' business, Pasta Mamas, was so personal, especially to her. It was, I, I, I actually... When we advertised the webinar, we talked about my main, the main words I came up to, to advertise it were their business was their baby, their business was their passion, their business was personal. And as I was finalizing the webinar yesterday, I realized that I wanted to include that around the story of my family and what happened to them in the sense that focus in on how my mom, that was very true for my mom. Pasta mamas was totally like a sister to me. She like in her, it really was like a baby for her. It was definitely her passion and it was very personal. And the picture that I'm going to have as my cover, um, uh, image on my blog connected with this post and is oh getting me teary-eyed thinking about it. It's a beautiful picture that I found that uh, yesterday when I thought of it. It's a picture of her laughing, big, wide open mouth laugh. And she's surrounded by pasta because it was done for a one of their early photo shoots. And it is such a fun photo. And it just shows how much it just is so much joy oozing from her. It's a fabulous photo. And if you want to go check it out, I'll include a link to that in the show notes. But, and I paired that up with the fact that the business was her baby, was her passion, and was personal. It was very personal. So when the they lost the business, I mean... There was so many losses from the hot air balloon accident, but the business, I can tell you for sure, was a final straw. My dad and I even talked about today just how how much she'd connected with it and how heart-wrenching it was for her to not have that anymore. And even though I was speaking to an audience where they have clients that are choosing to plan and typically sell their businesses, what I am finding from working in this neck of the woods of the entrepreneurial 
landscape uh, as I've been introduced to this world and working with clients uh, and helping them navigate this transition, along with continuing to work with entrepreneurs and high achievers and more in their middle of their career life and wanting to do that transition from that busy to balanced, finding that internal balance. And, you know, I've got the program about that as well as private coaching too. So I'm, I'm working with high achievers and especially entrepreneurs at these a few different stages of their business life. And what I've seen with the people at the end stage of their business journey is whether or not they are choosing to exit their business seems to be irrelevant from the fact of how they end up feeling after the fact. And there is this illusion, this fantasy around what retirement is going to be and feel like for many people. And it is really disappointing and sad to hear how many people and and the more stories i'm hearing as i'm i'm learning more and and starting to help out more in this arena around business owners who work from grassroots to create something from scratch and the blood the sweat the tears the whole shebang and then they get to the end of the that business journey and think it's going to be a smooth transition into retirement. But if they've not planned ahead and found some other things to light them up, if they are like most, it turns out a lot of people equate their role as a business owner and as an entrepreneur with their purpose in life. And then the when the um, honeymoon period of their retirement wears off, which is tending to be a matter of weeks or months, is actually a very short period of time, then they're left feeling very lonely and lost and without purpose and without energy and without drive. And it's, it's very it's it's not the way they thought it would be. It's not the way we all think it is going to be. And yet that is the reality for apparently about two thirds. That's a huge amount. That's It's a huge percentage. So it was really a great honor to do this webinar today and shed some light on this topic because apparently there's a big gap in this space. There's not a lot of people that plan ahead and make sure that their transition is going to be smooth emotionally. Part of that is because of this fantasy that we've got culturally around the idea of retirement. And part of that is this uh, lack of awareness around our feelings and our habits and pattern behavior and literally how our brains are going to handle this huge transition. So I came up with this 
concept over the weekend of how a business owner needs to take on a new CEO role and they need to become the chief emotional officer of their life. And I think it's really a powerful concept and one that we can all take on, whether you consider yourself um, a CEO or a business owner or not, it, the concept of can you become the CEO of your life in the sense that you become the chief emotional officer, you learn about your emotions, you pay attention to them, you attend to them, you learn about yourself, and you, t- you don't let your life pass you by without exploring how you're feeling, and you don't let big life transitions come and knock you upside the head and have you feeling in a bit of despair because you didn't learn earlier how to address some of the emotional stuff. And it's not easy. I'm certainly not going to claim that, you know, I've been doing this work for over 10 years. Well, and really, if we go back nearly 30 years, if we count therapy, but as far as in the coaching world, as a coaching client myself, and then other types of personal development that I've done, that's been a little over a decade. And it really all comes down to feelings. And as I have, I think I've shared here before, maybe, maybe, maybe I haven't, I'm not sure. I feel that balance is really about managing how you feel. It's not about managing your time. So let me say that again. Balance is not about managing your time. I believe balance is about managing how you feel. And I think that there is an illusion of the idea of some sort of external balance of some sort of magical equation for our lives of how we can divvy it out our time. It's all about what is serving us each day and sometimes hour by hour, minute by minute on how we're feeling. And The reason we do things, the reason we want things, the reason we strive for things ultimately is because we have a desire for a feeling that we think that thing will bring us or that thing has brought us. Therefore, we do it again because we want that feeling again. Practically everything comes down to feelings. Even if it's an uncomfortable feeling, there's part of us that is keeping us in that zone of doing that thing because it's used to it, you know, part of our brain literally keeping us in the comfort zone and used to feeling a certain way and giving ourselves permission to break out of that is very, can be terrifying for part of our brain and our nervous system to like, it thinks that is scary, even though ironically, it could make us feel better. So it's this very interesting, complex thing, feelings and emotions. And yet, it's also very simple. But 
I would say it's not something that we learn in school and it's not skill set that we learn really that's really I, that I can see very much out in the world in any common way or any substantial way to teach the skills and the tools necessary to really be able to navigate life and, and our feelings so that we feel better more of our life and we can choose differently if needed and we can evolve through transitions and be okay no matter what happens. And those are skills and tools that my mom didn't have. No one taught those things to her and she suffered because of it in a big way. I mean, ultimately cost her her life in the sense that she turned to alcohol and that eventually was the end. So being thinking about taking control of our lives in this way, being the chief emotional officer where we learn the skills and the tools needed to navigate our emotions and be able to let them move through us as needed, address them when they need to be addressed, uh, learn how to, to, to change our lives so that, again, just in the simplest terms, so that we feel better more of the time. I, I think that's ultimately what we all want, and that's ultimately what I want for my clients. There, somebody asked me today, do I have a specific system? And I mean, I have different programs and different s- things that I can do with people. But at the end of the day, it's really about what is going to work for that person to help them feel better and learn more about themselves right now. And when I work with people privately, that's, I'm showing up to see what's going on with them. And how can we have them become this kind of CEO of their life? And sometimes it takes some deep digging, um, but it it's not it's not scary when you've got a coach guiding you through. And something that I hear over and over again too is that I ha- ha- calm people. Kind of one of my little superpowers. I'm claiming that I calm people, and there's something about being calm that can help you be more open to learn new things about yourself and be more open to changing the perspective, being open to new perspectives and looking under the hood and seeing what needs to be adjusted and tweaked and shifted around. And I get to be the advocate for someone as they do this, as they step into that role. And I get to stand in that role for them with them until they can really claim it fully themselves. And that is a a real privilege. So today is in honor of my mom. And it's such a joy to work with people to help them learn. Ooh, I'm getting emotional here. 
tools and skills that she didn't have. And so happy birthday, mom. (sighs) Okay. So today's closing quote is by an unknown source and it's so simple and so beautiful and so perfect for today. I have an angel watching over me. She is my mom. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.